Hello, FPL managers. Welcome once again to the FPL Optimized podcast. This is episode number 47. It's a special one as there is only one more game week left this season, which is game week 38. So we won't have any long-term strategies to discuss today, but instead we will focus on any gains that could possibly still be made in this single game week, which is still ahead of us. As you know, this is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. So as I mentioned, we'll just have to cover game week 38 today, which is quite straightforward. But before we do that, let's quickly summarize how game week 37 is going. And mind you that there is still one game left to be played as we are recording this now on Thursday. Sirtop, how is it for you? I'm at 61 points. It's not too bad. I'm on a green arrow so far and I have three more players to play. I have De Gea, Rashford, well everyone has Rashford probably, and Fernandez uh, for for today's game. Um, Yesterday was brutal. I mean, it was brutal for everyone i assume but and the fact that uh alvarez didn't get a return yesterday and also holland's captaincy was uh disappointing yeah. um so it could have been much better i mean the based on the projection data i was expecting something better but okay you know city won the title yeah. <laughs> so they kind of rotated the entire team so i'm not super upset how how is your game going okay yeah, talking about brutal games, for me, I think it was more the Newcastle game with, mm-hmm. with the clean sheet. Uh, and I had both my defenders on the bench. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, they didn't keep a clean sheet for a long time. And now that I had them on the bench, they keep a clean sheet. So that's typical FPL, I would say. Yeah. Uh, 17 points on the bench with Trippier and Botman. And the other bad thing is that uh, I didn't put them first on the bench. I have Isaac first on the bench. And that's just one point. Thank you. <laughs> One point coming in uh, for Graylish, who I had in my starting team. But uh, yeah, Graylish didn't play yesterday or the game before. Um, so yeah, not so happy with Newcastle. Overall, though, 55 points. Not too bad. Not great either. Uh, the good news this time, uh, nine points from Shaw. Also nine from Alvarez. Uh, seven from Mitoma. Then, yeah, Haaland, as you mentioned, luckily he still had an assist. So that was uh, six points times two as my captain. And then also five points from Salah. So as I said, at the moment, five, uh, 55 points. And still Shaw, Anthony and Rashford to play tonight, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> we need to say hopefully, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully. You never know. Well, well, they'll be starting. But yeah, I think United still uh, needs a point. So I think they will play in their strongest lineup. Um, Yeah, and as we discussed, there's just one game week left, game week 38. So the main question is how would an optimal free hit team look like for this week? Um, And I think, um, yeah, it's a difficult one to answer. Uh, we, we, We spoke already a bit about rotation. And I think, of course, also in game week 38, uh, rotation is something that will definitely happen. So it will be quite difficult to predict who will start. Uh, but let's see what the data is telling us. I think for most of us, when we l- talk about the free hit team, it's mostly to 
consider you know which one or two players we might want to still bring in um and maybe even a few people might have a free hit left uh we did get a question about it from uh, rich on twitter he's he has his free hit good for you rich i don't think it will be easy though but uh yeah still good to have it and uh, he would like to know from you sir top how the optimal team looks like yeah, before I start about the free hit team, I should mention that this rotation thing that happened in game week 37 and probably in 38, it will happen yeah. again, showed us that I think the best chip to, you know, leave to the end of the season is free hits because, I mean, you can change your team, obviously. And yeah. it is not a good idea to have your bench boost towards the end because, I mean, the no. rotation risk, I mean, even though it was a double game week, I mean, for example, in your team, Grealish didn't play right. in both games. So yeah. you had an auto-sub of one. Or Ederson. Or Ederson, <laughs> yeah, for that matter. Yeah. So, yeah, probably bench boost is better to be using an early double. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, you might have your free. That might be an advantage. Yeah. With that, uh, let me go over the optimal free hit team. So I tried three different settings. The first one is just optimizing... Uh, finding the optimal free hit team with using the current uh, minute estimations and point projections. Mm -hmm. And in this team, we have Pickford in the goal, Mina, Tarkovsky, Alexander-Arnold in defense, Saka, okay. Salah, Fernandez, Rashford in midfield, and Jesus, Watkins, and Kane in forward. So as you okay. see, it's a triple Everton defense, which right. might be a little bit risky, but if you can get the clean sheet from the Bournemouth game... It is, I mean, potentially 18 points right there. Yeah. Um, and the second team is if we assume 90-minute playtime for everyone, then the right. optimal team changes a little bit. So we still have Pickford in the goal and Mina Alexander-Arnold in defense, but the third defender now is Tierney. Okay. And in midfield, we have Saka, Eze, Salah, Rashford, and Gakpo. And in right. forward, we have Jesus and Kane. So uh, from a 3-4-3 formation, it goes to 3-5-2, uh, okay. drops uh, forward, and then brings uh, Gakpo and Eze, as you see. Again, so this is assuming that everyone has the equal play time, so that right. if there's any minute uncertainty, you should drop those players. So in the solver, we have a variance option now, so that the third team is with that variance uh, weight. I set it to 50%, which is very high, so that you are increasing the sieving, you will realize. You are taking okay. more risk for the final game week. The idea is, if the risk you are taking works well, you will be able mm -hmm. to jump more places. Right. So that the optimization, in this case, optimization model, drops players with high ownership in right. most cases, and then yeah. replace them with their alternatives with lower ownership. And okay. in this team, we have Pickford again in the goal, Mina and Tarkovsky in defense, and we have Robertson instead of Alexander-Arnold in defense. Yeah. And okay. in midfield, we have Saka, Buendia, Trossard, Son, and Gakpo. Yeah. And Gakpo is the captain here. Yeah. And in forward, we have Jesus and Watkins. So as you see, it replaces Kane with Son and Salah with Gakpo. And the Gakpo is also the captain here. So that you are kind yeah. of betting uh, that you know Salah will either get you know benched or he will uh, blank same yeah. with Alexander Arnold while Robertson will get a return probably but as you see I mean the Everton defense uh, is yeah. kind of 
pretty fix. I think Bournemouth is, you know, in the data is being seen as an easier uh, game, and they are playing at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about this okay. team? Ah, I mean, it's interesting, of course, that we see uh, a lot of confidence for, by the solver in the Everton defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, to your point, I think they have a relatively easy fixture, I would say, uh, hosting Bournemouth. And of course, Everton, they need the points in the relegation battle. So, mm-hmm. uh, But on the other hand, you know, Bournemouth with uh, Solanke, we know that they, they can score goals. So, true, yeah. True. Um, but yeah, looking at all the fixtures, I understand why uh, there is, or we see, let's say, the Everton defenders in the optimal team. Mm-hmm. And for the rest, yeah, I think as we discussed, uh, the difficulty is really the, the rotation, what we should expect from it. For example, Liverpool... They have a good game on paper against Southampton, but likely Liverpool has nothing to play for. So maybe Klopp will be rotating. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, yeah, players like Salah. Uh, I don't know if if they will play. So that that that's of course a bit of a risk. And the other thing, maybe also uh, with with the Arsenal players, again on paper a good game at home against Wolves. But also Arsenal, yeah, we saw last week they lost against Nottingham. Of course, Nottingham away is maybe not so easy, but Arsenal, it's difficult to judge in what kind of uh, mental state they are, let's say. (laughs) You know, they've been leading the league for a long time in the season, and then at the end, they drop to the second spot. You could maybe say, yeah, they want to finish strongly with a good home game, still, you know, finishing the season in style, let's say. But yeah, you never know how that how that can work mentally. Maybe they're just tired and disappointed from the season, and and you know, the game might not be that good. So I can understand why people would go for Arsenal uh, players, but again, there's also a bit of risk there, I would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think in your middle scenario, uh, when we assume 90 minutes, we can see Eze there. So I think that could be an interesting one. And I see mm-hmm. many people talking about it as well. Crystal Palace at home against Nottingham. That could maybe be a fixture where we could expect some goals. And then Eze has shown in recent weeks that he's in good form. So I think that that could be a popular pick uh, for for this week. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's already the most transferred in player and he rose in price last night. So, yeah, oh, I think he will okay. be a popular pick. Yeah, I didn't follow that. I thought I had a master plan ready there. <laughs> to <go further> so, <laughs> as you see, you're a proper, you know, casual manager. You think yeah. just like the field is thinking. Just That's like great. The field. That's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's see. I might have to come up with another master plan then. Uh, <laughs> I think you're fine. All right. Well, thanks for covering the free hit teams. It gives us already a lot of options to consider. Um, Let's at the same time tackle the second most obvious question for this week, uh, which is uh, the captain, captaincy choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned a few of them already. I think Salah uh, and Gakpo. Mm -hmm. But uh, which other players should we be considering? So top players by expected value in the ensemble model which is the uh, average uh, expected value of all the models we have uh, available Uh, Salah is the first option and then comes Kane and there's almost one expected value difference between them 
Yeah. The third one is Saka, fourth one is Rashford, and finally we have Fernandez in the top five. And if you check the details, you see that Salah is the top option in almost all of them except Fantasy Football Hub. And mm -hmm. the thing is, the second best player in all these models are different. For example, Fantasy Football Fix has Kane as the second best option, Scott has Fernandez, uh, FBR Review has Saka, and Mikael Tokwam has Haaland, but he didn't update his projections for the game week 38 yet, so I'm okay. using the value from the last week. But as you yeah. see, there is some kind of uh, disagreement about the, who's the second best, but almost all of yeah. them agrees that Salah is the best captaincy choice. But again, we are using the current minute estimations, so it is possible that we will get team leaks towards the deadline because I mean all the games are playing being played yeah. at the same time. So yeah. if we learn that Salah is going to be benched of or if there will be a rotation in Liverpool, yeah. then it is all over the place. I mean I don't know who's the best captain in that case. I mean Kane is better in terms of the you know average of these models mm -hmm. and uh, their game is uh, against Leeds. Uh, at away, yeah. I mean, it's not the uh, you know worst fixture, obviously, uh, but Saka is also close in terms of expected value, and then Rashford. So let's see. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of close to captaining Salah this game week, right. but depending right. on what we hear, I might change my mind. Okay. And also, I checked what happens if we assume 90 minute play time. So if we know that everyone will play 90 minute. who's the best captain. The yeah. order changes a little bit. So the Salah is still the best option at 7.75 expected value. But okay. Rashford becomes the second best pick. And then Haaland. And then we have Kane. So right. as you see, I mean, even the order depends on the minute estimations. So, yeah, yeah it's tough. It's all over the place too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, looking at yesterday's City game, Haaland played 90 minutes, which was a bit surprising, maybe. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's difficult to predict Pep's uh, rotation plans. But again, as, considering that he played 90 minutes, I think it could be likely that he doesn't start the next game. So there could be some risk there. I think Salah rotation risk, we just talked about it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, for me... I mentioned it last time as well. I think in the last game week, I always like uh, teams that play at home. You know, final game, home crowd. Uh, mm -hmm. Team could be fired up to to still score a few goals. So I'm looking at uh, Man United against Fulham at home. Hopefully Rashford can return. Uh, but let's see. Let's see how they will do tonight. So, but that, for me, that that looks like a, a good fixture uh, and a, and a good captaincy option. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sense. But you'll go for Salah probably. Probably, but okay. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will bring Gakpo and captain oh, him too. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I can do something crazy. I mean, I did it in the last game weeks too. It was game week thirty six, if I remember correctly. I captained Mitoma. I mean, okay. it was a disappointing game week, as you can remember. He didn't get a return, but um. I mean, uh, even the Isaac captainers, I think they only got maybe one or two no. points more. So it, yeah. it wasn't a big blow. I mean, not having Wilson was the biggest yeah, problem indeed. that game week. Yeah. 
But just on the Liverpool topic, uh, just a shout out to uh, FPL Rover. I, I just, by coincidence, saw a tweet from him a bit earlier today. He did an analysis uh, on Liverpool, looking at previous season's final game week, um, the how Klopp was doing uh, his rotation. Uh, in, and in most cases, of course, Liverpool still had something to play for. So there was maybe less rotation. But in this 2019-2020 season, they also had a final game with nothing to play for. And actually, that game, there was heavy rotation. So based on that, um, just looking at it again, he says that that season, there were only two regular starters who held their place. The rest was subbed. So... Based on that, and you know, considering that Liverpool, uh, yeah, cannot make a Champions League sp- spot anymore, yeah, that could be a risk of, of rotation. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind, as as always. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so yeah, final game week. So many managers still want to make a final sprint, and one way to do so is to go for some differentials. Uh, Sertop, you you mentioned a few of them already. Uh, we did get a specific question about it from Dave on Twitter. So, which specific differentials do you think we should be looking at? So, I checked the expected values. So, I checked the expected value data from FBI Review, and so I will go over the top five options in. Uh, you know, under different metrics. The first one is just expected value, pure expected value with the current minute estimations. So yeah. we have Salah, Saka, Rashford, Kane, and Eze. Uh, so that's the order. And Salah is at 7.1, Saka is 6.0, Rashford at 6.0, Kane 5.5, and Eze 5.4. So this is just the regular expected value. And if we right. check expected captaincy gain, and let me explain what expected captaincy gain is. So I have used the latest trends on top 100k ownership data from last game week. Right. Um, and then I also added Fantasy Football Scott's captaincy poll to calculate the ex- effective ownership for the last game week. Obviously, this is just an estimation. But mm-hmm. you combine it with the expected value. So you multiply expected value with 2 minus the effective ownership. Uh, that that gives you how many points you can have over the field if you captain that player. But mm-hmm. here, there's there's something you need to be careful about. So by captaining these players, you are also getting a big advantage, yes, but you are also betting against the other popular captaincy yeah. options. Like in this case, right. for example, we have Saka with 11.5, mm-hmm. so that you can gain around 11 more points than the field by captaining Saka and if mm. he returns around the value that we are predicting in this, you know, uh, expected value uh, around six, so that it becomes eleven point five. And then in the second place we have Watkins, and okay. then in the third place we have Eze, and then mm. comes Jesus and Madison. Okay. Yeah. And if you're just looking for a differential, but not necessarily a captain then we are checking the expected gain. So this is, again, similar. So you're multiplying expected value with one minus the effective ownership. And the idea is, again, if if everyone owns the same player, the ownership Mm -hmm. will be one so that you won't get anything. But if Mm -hmm. the ownership is low, 
then you are getting almost all the points that the player is generating. So that there yeah. is some kind of a balance. So that if a player is high in expected value and really low in effective ownership, then they will appear towards the yeah. top. And uh, in this list, we have Saka in the first place, and then Jesus, Watkins, Madison, and Eze. As you see, similar mm -hmm. names, but the order similar, is a little yeah. bit different. And if okay. we go a little bit down, it is Trossard, Olize, Gakpo, Son, and Odegaard. And their mm -hmm. all expected gain is uh, like between 4.3 and 5.4. Mm -hmm. And finally... If you do the same exercise, expected gain, but this time if you assume 90-minute playtime for everyone, the order yeah. changes. The, so the top option is Gakpo, and then Trossard, Saka, Jesus, Son, Madison, Buendia, Olize, and Eze. So if we get any confirmation that the Gakpo is playing, he's <laughs> starting the game. And if you yeah. assume that he will play... His ownership is so low that it is around 4% right now. And his expected okay. value is um, like 4.7 with the current minute estimations. But it becomes 7.1 if we assume that he plays 90 minutes. Then you mm -hmm. will be able to get 6.7 expected value ahead of the field. So that he is a good punt, in my opinion, if we know that he's starting. Okay. So are you considering to uh, check for any team leaks? I haven't checked when the deadline is this game week. I mean, that's quite late. I saw like uh, this. Uh, the kickoff is four thirty in the UK. If I'm not, not not mistaken. So, Which I was a bit surprised. I thought that in other seasons it's always an earlier kickoff, but it's a bit oh, late. Okay. So, so that, think, that that could help you. Yeah, it is ten a.m. Sunday, huh? Oh. Yeah, probably I can wait. I mean, I I wake up <laughs> early because of the baby anyway. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just be uh, careful that the server doesn't uh, yeah, <laughs> break down. Yeah, it will be a problem yeah, probably. Could get yeah, busy. I should, I should have a bus team in the in place. Yeah, that's sure. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I'll be away on Sunday, so I think I'll have to make some decisions earlier on. Um, but yeah, it's good. Again, your information will will help me, and hopefully also uh, other people listening today. Um, interesting names I think that you mentioned uh, the Arsenal players I think we talked about it already they have, mm -hmm. a, they have a good home game it's just yeah hard to know what we can expect but I can understand why people would go for Saka or Jesus mm -hmm. Madison I think is interesting too um, Leicester I think they also have a home game if I'm not mistaken mm -hmm. I just uh, quickly look at it uh, um, Leicester and of course they still need the points in the relegation battle playing at home against West Ham now I think Leicester haven't you know they haven't been brilliant of course <laughs> recently yeah. and also Madison hasn't done too much but you know if they need a win it probably needs to come from Madison so I, I understand why people might want to bat on him and then of course as we talked about already Crystal mm -hmm, Palace mm -hmm. playing at home um, so okay Good ones to consider. So that's to gain rank, going for some uh, players with lower ownership. Uh, another thing that maybe some managers are considering to do um, is to still take a hit. Because, you know, if you, if you want to close the gap, maybe in your mini league, or if you still want to increase in OR and you want to bring in another player, it might be at the cost of a hit. 
But yeah, usually we always say you only should take a hit if you can, if you want, if you plan to keep a player for a longer period of time. Which of course now uh, is, is 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 not is not the case. It will just be for one game week. So Eric Nas Onstad is asking if uh, yeah if we should take that uh, gamble. Is there any theoretical upside? You think? You're right. I mean, we recommend. Taking a hit only during, you know, double game weeks or if you yeah. keep the player for longer time period, if you're replacing an injured player, for example, so that the expected value you are getting is over four. I mean, more than the hit, right. what hit costs. Yeah. And I mean, for the last game week, I understand that the people are trying to bet for yeah. some players against some players. You are, yeah. you know... It's your last chance to get that, you know, mini league title. So I kind of yeah. understand. Indeed. So the simulation page in FPL Optimized, in my opinion, is a particularly useful tool for this task. Okay. Uh, you can, by taking a hit, you can increase your best case outcome. Uh, like because suppose that you have almost the same team with your mini league leader, then you have less chance of, you know, if you have the exact same team, obviously that you are not passing. Uh, yeah. But if so you can actually, you know, take a hit, maybe have two or three different players, then right. you can increase your best case outcome probability so that the probability of passing your mini league leader. But yeah. again, doing this will decrease your average case results. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Because it's normally distributed in a way so that the that difference, so that you are trying to get a longer tail but mm -hmm. to do that, to increase the variance or decrease the variance is the same thing, actually. You need to sacrifice some expected value. And that's yep. the only way to do it. So I was checking with uh, like some of the options that Eric mentioned, like bringing maybe like Gakpo and Tarkovsky for a hit, what happens in that case. So, for example, your best case uh, difference to the field becomes plus 29, going from plus 26 uh, in the simulations. But then the average expected value goes from 54 to 46, so that you are mm -hmm. losing a big chunk of expected value in average just to gain that little bit, uh, you know, probability of getting over the field a right. little bit more. So, yeah, I recommend checking the simulated scenarios page on yeah. FPL Optimize and play with it. You can enter a penalty or lead, so you can actually enter your, you know, rival's team mini league rivals team and then put how many points difference you have uh, between okay. and then that way you can see what's the probability of you having more points than your rival at the end of the you know game week 38 i think right. i mean it's not the most accurate simulations we have i mean it's only 100 iterations and you typically need more iterations but it might mm -hmm. give you a good idea i mean if you are checking a particular option and trying to see if it will give you any advantage over yeah. you know, potential others okay that's a good reminder i didn't think of that because i'm actually in a situation where i'm still chasing in one of the mini leagues uh mm -hmm. but yeah i think the gap will be too big but maybe i'll, I'll play around with it see what options it gives me mm -hmm. but just as a reminder that's fploptimize.com right yes correct yeah okay cool Thanks for that. But yeah, in general, to answer the question again, I think, uh, yeah, there is, it is quite difficult, I think, to make up the minus four penalty in, in just one game week. You really need to bet on maybe a brace or a hat trick <laughs> to, uh, 
to, to have a big score from somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, you never know. It could happen. We know that some final game week uh, fixtures, there that, that can be some big scores sometimes. So True. if you get it right, that could be a reward. But as always, we don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> but you can always try. <laughs> True. True. All right. Um, yeah, I think th those were the main Game Week 38 questions. Thanks again, everyone, for sending those in. We also did get some questions, though, about doing a season recap and talking a bit about uh, our lessons learned. So, uh, yeah, we will, we will probably do that uh, next week. Uh, thanks, Greg, Stan, and Emma for uh, asking us about it. Um, and, yeah, we would also welcome any input because normally we always ask for questions. This time it will be fun to also hear from you what worked and what didn't. Uh, so we can include that in our review. So keep an eye out on Twitter for, for that tweet. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, see your responses. Um, but yeah, that will be next week. Talking recap. Before that, let's focus on game week 38. Of course, we want to all uh, finish uh, strongly. Um, hopefully some of the tips we gave today will help you. Um, and I think that's it for today, Sir Top. Was there anything else you wanted to cover? Yeah, I want to add two things. The first one is I'm glad the season is ending. It was a long season. It was a brutal season mm. uh, with lots of upsetting game weeks. Yeah, I don't know. It, I my rank is not terrible, but it, yeah, I don't know. It, there were yeah. more game weeks that I was upset uh, okay. compared to the game weeks that I enjoyed the game. Yeah, and I think like last season you had a really high game rank, right? What was yeah. it again? It was around three thousand four hundreds. Okay, so yeah, it's difficult to do that uh, two seasons in a row. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But uh, I hope you had fun, though. You know, it, it's it's still a game. We should have fun. Yeah, I think I had fun. You know, okay. in particular Good. game weeks. But yeah, it is. I don't know. I'm just considering uh, whether I should play next season or not. But we can talk about it in the next episode. Oh, okay. Okay, that, yeah, that discussion again. No, that no, discussion we'll again, yeah. We'll keep playing, right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing I want to mention is we are actually preparing a Spotify playlist uh, in the Analytics Discord server. Okay. I asked everyone to provide a song that they, you know, either enjoyed listening this season or kind of summarizes their season. So there mm -hmm. are actually funny entries. So I, I will probably mention that playlist in the next episode and i will also share a link to it okay cool looking forward to that mm -hmm. probably some songs about ederson i guess <laughs> you know pain and you know oh, how pain. it's not okay. the, the season was too long those kind of songs oh. yeah. <laughs> some all of right. them not all of them it'll be good to do kind of a sentiment analysis on the the chosen songs whether it's more positive or negative could be more negative i will say oh, really? okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it so far we have 17 songs so far and it looks like there are more negative okay. songs than the positive songs okay all right well that's something to look at next week but for now uh yeah thanks everyone this was fpl optimized podcast episode number 47 Thanks for listening. It has been an exciting season, as uh, Sir Top just said. Maybe sometimes tiring, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I would say also exciting. Also for us, as we started uh, our uh, podcast uh, journey and we managed to record an episode each week, which beforehand we were not sure if we would be able to do it. So I think by itself, that's already an achievement. 
another achievement was that we managed to have no technical issues, but that was until this week. Because to be honest, uh, we are recording this for the second time. <laughs> we did one yesterday, <laughs> but there was some quality issue uh, on the audio. So we had to do it again. So yeah, funny that that happens in the final game week. Uh, but wow, that's uh, part of the podcasting experience, uh, let's say. Yeah. Thanks for the partnership, Surtop. And yeah, thank again, you. thank you all listeners. It has been exciting to see the number of downloads going up throughout the season. And specifically, it was really nice to also uh, receive positive feedback from you. Mm -hmm. uh, as mentioned, next week, we will be back with one final episode for the season. And after that, we'll still have to decide how the plans for the break or for next season will look like. But I think it's quite sure we will be back. Um, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is out. And, you know, also follow us on Twitter, uh, especially during the break. It's a nice way to stay in touch. Uh, for Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. For now, good luck with those final Game Week 38 decisions and talk to you next time. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.